Welcome to the Stories to Love podcast, the podcast where I fangirl over creators and find out all about their inspiration in hopes to boost our own inspiration. I am your host, Tiff Marcello, an inspiration seeker and your resident fangirl. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 57 of the Stories to Love podcast and happy 2023. This is Tiff Marcello, your host. I wanted to be one of the first to greet you today in this new year where everything feels fresh and possible. This will be a very short episode to talk about resolutions and my words of the year and how I'm setting up my year and my planners. I'm also going to touch on what my hopes are for this upcoming year, starting with self-care, especially after a stint of burnout in 2022. So I wanted to thank all of you who have subscribed to this podcast first and foremost. If you haven't, I'd love it if you click to follow so you can get notifications of every new episode. And if you have found this podcast helpful and fun, please leave a rating and review. It really helps to boost discoverability. For more information about me, and submitting to the podcast, please head on to my website at tiffmarcello.com and see you on the other side of the track. Woohoo! It's 2023, everyone. They say start your year the way you want to live it. So I thought I would get in on a solo podcast episode right off the bat. I dare say you might be hearing more of me this year in this capacity. As I mentioned in the wrap up of 2022, I want to take all of your questions and feedback and package them up to chat about them in smaller episodes. But as a disclaimer for this episode and for all the ones I'm on, these are my thoughts and my thoughts only. And I am in no way speaking for anyone else. And I reserve the right to change my mind. Online content is evergreen, but it doesn't mean my opinions are. So the first thing I wanted to talk about today are resolutions. Are you a resolutions type of person? I know that this is a very hot topic. And there are proponents for those on each side of the line. Like for some, this topic of creating resolutions and goals excites them. But for others, it might be more demoralizing than anything. And through all of this, we all understand as adults that if we choose to, we can make change, try something new and experiment at any time during the year. January 1st, I agree with so many folks out there, is simply a time marker made by someone else long ago. And at some point, somebody decided that it would be a good time to make New Year's resolutions. But I also believe in that whole come to the table moment. I always share with folks that, you know, my husband and I spent a lot of time apart just because of his military service. And we have these come to table moments when he, when he's finally home and then we meet at the table and we talk about everything. And when I mean everything, I mean everything that's going on with us to kind of clear the air and to figure out where we are in our marriage and in our friendship. Um, and because we can move along in life and do our thing and not really check in. So I look at the New Year's mark as one of those moments, as like my birthday and every time I have to pack up my household from military move or whenever we hit a military milestone, like or when my kids hit those big birthdays and accomplish their own dreams 
it brings me back to the table and it allows for me to take a look at what's going on in my life. But in truth, I haven't set a New Year's resolution in a very long time, not in that traditional sense. Instead, I utilize a word of the year, and I've been doing that for years now, to help inspire my actions. And it sometimes evolves to a phrase of the year. And through them, and hopefully with some goal setting, was I have been fairly successful in, I think successful, in how I manage my year. I'll talk about goal setting in a little bit and what I'm doing for that this year. But let's talk about the words of the year and what happened to me last year. And it's going to inspire what's going to go on forward. So in 2022, I started with a phrase. It was tune the frequency. So last year, so last um, January, January of 2022, we were six months into a family move. The year before in 2021, I'd published three books And in 2022, I had two planned releases in an anthology contribution release. So I was really in the thick of it, thick of work and in anticipation and what was coming up ahead, which was another wonderful year in writing lots of books. But it was also my first daughter and my eldest son's senior year of high school and college. So I knew that 2022 would encompass lots of travel and increase expectations. And my spouse was going through his own kind of step up, I guess, in his job. So this also meant a lot of solo momming, um, solo parenting. So tune the frequency in January 22 made sense. The plan was that I was going to embrace all the noise and tune my priorities down to the most important and then go from there. But by the summer of 2022, I was overloaded. In taking in everything at once, I became overwhelmed. I realized now that I had not cut out that initial filter. And because my plate was already full, I literally crashed. One day I'll dedicate a show about writer Brenna. I'd like to bring somebody in and kind of chat about it and how insidious it is. But that is not this episode. Though to sum it up, I didn't realize I was in burnout until I was in it. And it took the rest of the fall to pull me out of it. Anywho, to backtrack sometime in July, after a few months of struggling, I decided to ditch the phrase tune to frequency and embraced the word ease. I leaned into it like a motorcycle tipped over to its side. I remember the moment I decided that things needed to change. We were on family vacation, we went on this hike, and it was supposed to be a fairly uncomplicated two and a half mile hike there and back. This is not supposed to be a difficult hike. I, I, you know, I work out fairly often, but I had such a hard time on this hike. It was steep, but it took, it literally took my breath away and I thought I was going to pass out. But it was really more than just the hike. It had been everything else leading up to that moment when I had realized looking over at the expanse of the world, I guess, I realized that, oh my gosh, I am tired. You know, I wanted at that moment for things to be easy. And so I decided that it would be. I decided that that would be the word for the rest of the year. So why it, why this is really significant for me is that ease is not the word I would have chosen at any given day, at any given year of my life. Ease is not the name of my game, usually. I come upon problem sets and opportunities with energy and gusto for anybody that knows me. 
In all honesty, sometimes I don't even consider ease into the equation when I make decisions. I know that sounds silly for a lot of people, but my default is yes. That's not always great. (laughs) It's great in some ways, but sometimes that's not great. But yeah, my default is usually yes to the ideas that come to me or to the or from ideas from other people, because usually they're great ideas, right? But then I realized that in most stressful times in the past, such as a family move, a deployment or having another baby, it wasn't a struggle for me to let things go knowing my limitations. I knew what to expect in those challenging moments and I adjusted. But the difference was, is that is my personal life and not my work life. So it was a big question for me. Could I really make things easier for myself in my work life? So I had to look at the last of the of the year in a completely different way. I had to change things in July. Um, I took stock and embraced ease. I accepted that I had to accept that I can be fallible even in my work life. So it was a lot of adjustment, but I had to lean into it. And it worked. I am feeling much better now. So where does that poise me for 2023? Well, I have a new phrase for 2023. And it is earnest connection. As a writer, as a podcaster, as a mother and a wife, a family member and a friend. Um, I don't know, perhaps I'm getting super sentimental now that I'm closer to 50 than I am to 45. Or maybe I'm still a little vulnerable from last year's burnout. But I looked at what will, but I've kind of evaluated and looked at what's coming up in 2023 and what I hope I can accomplish and decided to tackle this year with a gentle mindset, first and foremost. Um, Because in truth, what remains solid under my feet, even through burnout, were the people who I cared about. And whether or not folks knew it, the feedback I received about my books and my podcast continued to prove that connection was really all I was striving for. In my case, connection established from the words that I've written or from the relationships I made. It also came in the emails I received and from the events I attended. Honestly, those were the things that kept me going seeing people, you know, holding them close, communicating with them, even as an introvert, right, connecting with them on a level um, that cannot be compared with or replicated. Because I I do believe that that you can get on this treadmill of writer life and author life. And sometimes you forget that it's the connection that matters the most. So earnest connection is what stood out from last year. And it's what I want to actively cherish this year. As with so many jobs, an author included success is based on data, on numbers. As a nurse, for example, I was a nurse in my past life. It was how many patients were on my list, you know, what milligrams of a certain medication I needed to give and what time was it. Um, In authoring, it's about books sold. It's about words written. And it can overtake your life Um, when it's really about our words and our connections to our books and our readers is what matters to me or what I've decided and realized that matters to me the most. With that in mind, my goal setting has taken on a different meeting this year. So as with the last couple of years, I'm doing the Heart Breathing's HB90 quarterly planning. 
So this is a method taught by Sarah Cannon, and I'll link to it, the descriptions in the show notes. And this time, I've done it to this entire... I've done it to its entirety. So when I did the prep for it, I did not skip anything. Just as a background, I skimmed the directions of things where I think I know what I'm doing. Um, And I'm such a planner already that in the last couple of years, I, I kind of took highlights from HB90 and ran with it. And it had worked for me thus far. But last year, I learned that I didn't count what I didn't count into all of my planning and contributed some to my burnout was the concept of actual time I have during the day. I know that sounds ridiculous too, but I've always considered myself to have an unlimited well of energy and looked at all task projects and goals and literally ran with them with my deadlines in mind and that was it. Like I just had confidence that I would finish it and I would just go. I rarely considered the time I actually had because I simply forced myself to finish a task through snow, sleet, hail, lack of sleep, food, or water, right? But look at where it got me after four decades of running myself into the type A ground, right? I got into burnout uh, in the spring. So this year, I read through the entire planning method, which had me consider task blocks, which is how much work I can realistically do in the span of a day. And I calculated a realistic amount of work that I could do during the day. Oh, it was so eye opening. Anyway, so yes, it's more numbers, but it put meaning into my planning system. So I really don't have as much time as I think I do. So I have to, I'm going to have to focus on that as we go in these next few weeks. So this year, I'll be keeping an eye on my task blocks. And through this, I can hopefully say whether or not I can handle anything else on my plate. So when it comes to earnest connection, keeping connected with myself first and foremost in my daily life means being honest about the kind of time I have. That's huge. <laughs> if, if you know me in real life, and I know many of you know me um, on the daily, and I know you're probably like, okay, Tiff, good luck with that. Um, speaking on what's on my plate that I wanted to update, uh, I'm gearing to launch my next contemporary fiction, When Jasmine Bloom, which blooms it and it comes out April 11th 2023 in all formats the novel is inspired by Marmy of Little Women and when a mother who has lost it all thinks what if so more information and on events and travel because I'm hopefully hopefully being after all the graduations happen in the spring I, I hope to be able to travel but you can pre-order the book now and I'll put that in the show notes as well I'm also working on my first book in the Shenandoah series for Harlequin Special Edition. Woo, I'm so excited. I finished the first draft a couple of weeks ago, and I'm now deep in first revisions, which means my world is turned upside down because I'm trying to figure things out. As a little bit of context, this book is a category romance, which means it falls in one of the Harlequin romance lines. And there is a word count limit to this book which is about 70,000 to 75,000 words. So y'all, my last two or three novels were well over 90,000 words. So I'm having a time keeping the word count within limit because after I go through first round revisions, I usually bulk up. I'm so used to falling into my words and to taking time and just talking about things. So it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment, especially as I start to build the setting, which admittedly, is one of my favorite parts of books. And this is in the Shenandoah Valley. 
So you'll have to wish me luck as I craft these sentences. I will be writing into the series the whole year, either in draft or in edits. So I'll be immersed in this setting in this family, which is nice. I mean, I love, I do love writing series. It's just so much fun. So in wrapping up this episode, I'm curious to hear how you manage your words, your year, your resolutions. Let me know what you decided on or if you decide on anything at all. I'm also excited to hear how y'all are planning your year. So drop me a line at stories to love podcast at gmail.com, tiff.marcello at gmail.com, or at any of my uh, social media sites that I'm active in. And I will try, hopefully, um, if I get notifications, and if I can find your DM, then and I, I can respond. But also, um, get a hold of me if you have any questions. So I wish you a great day. And an auspicious start to 2023, I'm rooting for all of us, for us to reach our goals or the level of success and happiness that we're looking for. I can't wait to see you here next time at the Story Slope podcast. And I wish you an amazing year. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me, Tiff Marcello, at the Story Slope podcast. You can follow me through my newsletter at tiffmarcello.com an Instagram and Facebook page under Tiff Marcello and the Stories to Love podcast. You can support this podcast by leaving a rating, spreading the word, and picking up one of my books for you and a friend on my website at tiffmarcello.com. I'll see you again.